Hey everyone, we have Ty Majeski here for our 2020 Snowball Derby preview. Ty, thanks for joining us. How you doing, bud? Good, how are you guys? Morning, Ty. How are you? Good, doing well. What are you doing today? We're headed uh, headed to Florence right now. We got uh, some testing this afternoon with, uh, with Chad and hopefully we can get her dialed in for, for Saturday night. What are your thoughts on uh, doing the late model stock for the first time? And and tell us a little bit about the difference from that to even a pro late model or a super late model. I'm excited for it. Um, you know, this is uh, this is Chad's background, and um, you know, definitely one of his his strong points uh, in racing. And I'm excited to be a part of it. He's got uh, great equipment and great people surrounding. Him and his entire team, and you know we've obviously worked worked a lot together um, last season and won some arc races together. So uh, he had an opening and, and wanted to go to Florence, and decided uh, to put me in it. So I'm excited for for something different. Uh, certainly, it'll be a new challenge, and and I'll definitely have to approach uh, this race quite a bit different than you would a, a super late model race. Um, these cars are, are quite a bit different. They're four or five hundred pounds heavier, and uh, just the technology is just you know, not what a, what a super late is. It's, um, you know, just different. And, um, I'm going to have to manage, I think tire management is going to be, um, definitely, a, a big factor, a bigger factor maybe than it would be in a, in a super late power race. So, um, but, but Chad's been around this stuff a lot. So he'll do a great job managing, helping me manage the race and, and knowing when to go and, and when to ride. That's a pretty long race, ain't it? Well, so it's it's a 225 lapper um, with a break at at lap 100, and you can get four tires um, at that at that lap 100 break. So, um, sort of the same format as, as like what the Slinger Nationals would be, uh, just 25 more laps at the end. So, uh, looking forward to it. Um, you know, obviously track position is going to be key. Uh, the guy who can who can ride. Uh, the most and, and maintain track position and, and, and save their tires and, and save their equipment while maintaining track position is probably going to win the race. What do you know about the track and, track and what do you expect out of it? Uh, we went test there uh, a couple weeks ago. I uh, watched the, the limited late model stock race there last weekend and I definitely learned a lot. There's definitely two grooves. Uh, you can definitely work the second groove and, and keep those guys pinched down on the bottom and um, you know, I think you can search around depending on what, what the characteristics of your of your car are, um, and move around and, and find grip. Does it re- uh, remind you of any other track you've been on? Um, it's it's honestly it's it's kind of its own animal. Um, you know, one and two is real tight, and there's a there's a big hole going into turn one, um, with sort of like Kana, but uh, the shape of the racetrack is quite a bit different. Like I said, one and two is rough and tight, and three and four is pretty smooth and, and sweeping. Uh, it's definitely, definitely different than any other track I've ever been on. Uh, there's no uh, backstretch um, wall, so that's uh, something a little bit different, too. And if I'm uh, not mistaken, you said these cars are like three to 400 pounds heavier than the other like late models? Yeah, they're so a, a regular super late is anywhere from you know twenty seven to twenty eight hundred. Uh, these are going to be around thirty one hundred. Wow! So tire management will be will be huge, as you mentioned. Definitely. 
Well, uh, let's talk about how your year went a, a little bit here. Uh, been dominating the super lates as as usual. Uh, came out with three huge, huge wins. Uh, some others sprinkled in there as well. Tell us about your year. Yeah, honestly, it's um, on the late model side. It's probably been our best year to date. Um, you know, we only lost a, a couple races this year, and um, you know, our super late model program is is really good right now, and and things are clicking for us. Uh, just really, really proud of being everybody on that crew to, to make that happen. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to go be able to go back and, and only race a handful of times a year. You know, that's, uh, it's hard to go up against guys who've been racing the entire season and, and work on their race cars and making their race cars better. And, uh, for us to be able to show up and, and run well is uh, just a testament to everybody on the team. It's, we have a ton of fun doing it, and uh, it makes it all work for sure. So we've seen through the years that, you know, you've got your bucket list, you know, and, and uh, through the years we've watched you check them all off. You would have to say this Pensacola snowball is probably the top of your list, wouldn't you say? Yeah, most certainly. I think it's, that race is probably at the top of the list for, for any super late model driver. Um, you know, that's, that's the race of them all, and everyone wants to win that one. And Man, we've been so close the last couple of years. Uh, our last last handful of years, honestly, or you know, 2015, we set the track record down there and had a chance to win at the end. Uh, 2016, we were leading with 15 to go and and just straight up got beat. And uh, 17, we missed the strategy. 18, we lost track position with 15 to go and was running down no breaks and at the end running sec- and ran second. And uh, then of course last year um, got got uh, got into it on a late race restart and, and lost it that way. So. Uh, certainly, it's been disappointing not to win that one yet. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to bring a race car down there to that's capable of winning. There's so many good good race cars and, and good drivers down there and, and really smart people, and it's it, it's tough to to go down there and put a race winning car out there. And when you do, you certainly want to win with it. And we we haven't done that yet. So uh, hopefully, the stars will align this year and we can finally bring it out. How does the Snowball Derby compare to other big races, especially in the Midwest that we're more familiar with, like Oktoberfest, Dixieland, Slinger Nationals? How does that compare in far, as far as ranks for you and, and other drivers that would see it that way? Um, it, it's just a higher profile race. Um, you know, you're going to have a few, a handful of cup drivers down there. Um, and, you know, everything is just elevated. Uh, whether that be from the competition to the amount of tires you have to buy to the amount of practice, uh, qualifying is is really crucial. Um, so it's man, it's uh, it's just a higher prestige race, certainly. You uh, had an incident last week over at the Governor's Cup. Um, is that the same car uh, that you're going to run at Pensacola? I believe that's Ella, right? It is. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll have our newer car at, at the Snowball, the, the car we've had there the last two years. That car's actually only got four races on it. It's got two derbies, um, finished third at the Rattler, and, and won a winter showdown um, out in uh, uh, out in California. So uh, that's definitely our, our, our newest and, and, and best car. So uh, we're excited to bring that thing out there this weekend or next weekend and uh, see what we got. 
tell us about your weekend last weekend because there was uh, on speed 51 there was a lot of talk about how you struggled and qualified 15th but it looked like you were coming through the field pretty good early and then unfortunately that incident happened yeah, I, I wouldn't say we struggled. Um, the impound, the impound races make it tough for us with with our package and 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 what we've got to do to keep it off the racetrack for qualifying. We weren't able to do that uh, because of the impound race. So uh, we were just simply on the racetrack, bottomed out way too hard in qualifying. So it certainly wasn't uh, representative of of us struggling or anything like that. Um, and we, when the green flag dropped, I felt like we were. We were definitely one of the faster cars on the racetrack and, and picking our way through the field. And uh, unfortunately, I would have loved to have seen it through. Like I said, I thought we had a really good race car. Um, but it's, uh, it's part of it. Sometimes when you when you qualify like that and put yourself in position to uh, to not be up front, uh, those types of things will happen. And um, as obviously, I hated to see it and uh, definitely want to finish that race off. But uh We'll regroup and uh, head down to Pensacola in a couple weeks. How bad was the car damage from that? Because it looked like you hit the wall. I thought maybe you'd be able to continue, but obviously it wasn't able to. Yeah, uh, honestly, we, we, we probably could have continued. Um, you know, we didn't have any damage to the to the clip or the rear end or anything. It was uh, uh, just the back bumper cover and, and rear bumper. So uh, I'd love to actually, when I got out of the car, I... <laughs> I almost got back in it because I wanted to see what it would do, but uh, obviously at that point we were lapsed down. But uh, I, th- I think we certainly could have could have at least attempted to, to, to go back out and, and, and try it. But um, sometimes it's, it's better just to just to cut your losses. And um, you know, if, if something would have happened, the spoiler would have fell off. Uh, you could have went into the next corner and 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 totally destroyed the race car. So uh, you know, sometimes, like I said, it's better to cut your losses and. Uh, we'll get a turnaround for the – that'll be our, our Pensacola backup car. Are you going to use the iRacing simulator for Pensacola? Of course, yeah. I mean, iRacing's obviously got Pensacola on there, and to me that's one of the better racetracks uh, that they've that they've scanned and, and realistic racetracks they've done. So uh, there's all kinds of snowball derby races on iRacing coming up within the next few weeks, and uh, excited to be a part of those. So we've raced on iRacing at Pensacola, and to me, the hardest thing about that track, and tell me if that relates to actual real life, is getting the car down into one. It seems like it's really tight in one, and then loose off of two and four, extremely loose. Yeah, I mean, Pensacola is just generally a worn-out surface, and uh, you definitely fight uh, lateral grip off of both ends. Uh, But the biggest thing is keeping it turning in the center so you can get it pointed uh, straight off the bottom and and uh, keep the car straight as possible. Uh, that's that's what'll help your grip grip the most. So uh, it's one of the one of I feel like our strong suits the last couple of years. We've had a really good uh, turning race car and we've been able to to really beat guys uh, coming off the corner. So hopefully uh, hopefully that's the same this year. How does the qualifying on Friday? compared to anything else because it we were down there in 2017 you know that and it just seems you can feel the tension in the stands it's it's something that we've never experienced as far as qualifying goes but it just seems unbelievable uh with the tension there it's uh it's it's like an incredible atmosphere for sure there's nothing like it in in releasing um you know there's certainly a lot of pressure but at the same time they, they take 30 cars uh, a race like the Slinger Nationals, there's 
almost as many cars there as, as there is at the Derby, and, and they only take 12 on time. So uh, as far as difficulty in making the race, I, I feel like Slinger is, is the toughest race in the country to make on time, and uh, but Pensacola is definitely the highest pressure uh, just because um, everybody amps it up. You know, everyone's got their best equipment. Everyone has done probably three, four mock runs to that point. So uh, the, the stakes are certainly high, and, and especially this year, um, you know, for the pole city, you get the option to take twenty five grand and and start in, or I guess start in the back and have the opportunity to win twenty five grand if you if you win the race from the back. So uh, that'll definitely raise the stakes as well. Are you a believer of a track that ever owes you one? Do you feel that way about Pensacola? Um, I don't know. We owe ourselves that victory. You know, we've we've done things to mess it up, and I've done things. You know, I learned a lot from last year. I replay that restart in my head over and over again on what I could have done different and could have done better to, to prevent something like that from happening. And, um, you know, it's obviously that, that race is, you know, we've been so, so close and we figured out just about every single way to lose it at this point. So, uh, hopefully we, we can learn from our mistakes. And I know we've learned from our mistakes in 17, you know, with strategy and, and I learned from, um, you know, what happened last year and, and my mistake there. And, and hopefully we can, Use all that knowledge and, and finally just put it all together this year. Talk about the difficulty of figuring out the strategy because, again, we were at the 50th annual in 2017, and, and that was the race that you guys kind of missed the strategy on. But it, it's it's so tough because it's a long race, and if that caution comes out earlier, even before you go two laps down, you're probably sitting in the catbird seat. So talk about how crucial the strategy is and how tough it is to, to nail it down, especially there. Yeah, it's tough. You know, sometimes it's better not not to be leading in the beginning. So you can, if you feel like you have a good car, you can just do what everybody else does. And uh, that's the mistake we made in, in 17. We, we should have did what everyone else did, and, and, and we didn't. And uh, it, it costed us. And we've, we've taken measures to, to make sure that, um, you know, our, we're not putting a box on strategy. We put a, put a bigger fuel cell in for this race, uh, 22-gallon fuel cell versus what we normally run, which is an 18, so it opens up our our fuel window uh, by quite a bit. So uh, we can pretty much make it on one stop on fuel um, at this point. So which which definitely you know opens it up. You know we're basically uh, just playing the game with tires and whether to save a set for the end. And obviously it depends on how the cautions lie. Um, you know you can sit and talk about strategy and what you're going to do, but uh, usually it never goes that way. So you got to be prepared for anything and, and make your decisions on the on the fly. That extra four gallons of fuel does that um, does that change the setup of the car? Um, it, it it does a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously we move the we move the ballast to compensate for it, but uh, obviously that weight's a little bit higher with a with a twenty two gallon fuel cell. So uh, it certainly changes it a little bit, but uh, we feel like we're gaining more, keeping the strategy open, and, and not having to worry about fuel throughout the race. How does the track typically change, or is it different all the time? Because you hear, probably similar to Oktoberfest, it changes from day to day. How hard is it to keep up with it, and what do you expect it to do typically? Yeah, typically, on, uh, specifically through, you know, in, in the race, uh, the, the track always starts out green and, and, and dirty, and, um, you know, that, that first set of tires usually gets wore out pretty quick. The track is real abrasive, and uh, the track just typically tightens up uh, throughout the run. Uh, we typically start all that race free, and and we won't. And the car is 
uh, has historically been pretty close um, as the race goes on for us. So uh, hopefully that's the same this year. Um, you know, it, it, the track always tightens up, and then sometimes when you go, when the sun goes down, and it frees back up again. So um, certainly can make eye on the, on the time of day and, and when the sun goes down and, and how late the race is going gonna, is gonna to go into the night. Well, uh, that was some great information there, Ty. We we appreciate it. Uh, we we'll look forward to seeing what you do, do down in Florence this weekend and then at the Snowball. And we look forward to reconnecting you after the Snowball Derby and then in the offseason at some point to tell more about your story. All right. Sounds good, guys. I appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks, Ty. Good luck, Ty. Safe travels, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Yep. Thanks. Well, what an interview by Ty Majeski there, Mark. That was that was great stuff. You can tell really he, he understands and has the experience of a lot of different tracks and really understands racing in general. And uh, man, I, I you know he's he's been so close. You heard him say it in the interview. He's been so close down there, and we'll see what this year brings. Yeah, that's why I threw that out there, thinking you know the place owes him one. He's been so close, you know, and uh, uh, hopefully this this will be his year. You know, rooting him on this year, make it happen. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see what he does in Florence. We talked about that a little bit, too. The late model stock is quite different. Uh, you heard the weight is significantly different. Tire management will be a thing. Um, obviously, a new track he has tested there, so that'll be interesting to see this weekend as well. Well, it's good. He's got a wheel in his hand. That keeps him busy and keeps him sharp. So we caught him in transit on his way there, and that's pretty cool that he actually made contact with us. So that's good stuff right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to Ty for the, for the time. And we're looking forward to forward to seeing what he does the, the next two weekends here. Yep. Yep. We'll be rooting him on, on speed 51 here in a couple weekends. Yes, sir. Well, uh, thanks Mark. Yep. Yep. Yep.